This episode of the Guiltless Podcast is brought to you by Southern Tier Brewing. Southern Tier is two floors and 15,000 square feet of the best drinking atmosphere in the city. With over 30 craft beers on draft, a full cocktail and wine bar, their very own taproom for events, and weekly specials for food and drinks. Whether it's the New Hayes New England IPA or the Peanut Butter Cup Imperial Stout, Southern Tier has something for everyone. Located in the heart of downtown Cleveland at 811 Prospect Avenue East and open seven days a week. You can also find them on all social media platforms with their menus. Take a visit to Cleveland's Southern Tier Brewing today. Listen up, biatches! <laughs> Here we go. Happy 200th. Happy 200th. <laughs> this is very exciting. The 200th recap of Guiltless Live. I can't believe. I remember talking about this when I had 100 episodes, and Andre Knott was, was he was the, the 100th guest, 100th episode. And he was like, did you ever think you get to 100? I'm like, no. Nah. I certainly didn't think I'd get to 200. I thought around like 160 I would get to 200. Yeah. I remember my 100th episode, and I remember my 250th episode. I'm still way. What did you four fourteen or something like that? Oh, you got it correct last time. Four thirty. Four thirty. And I was so freaked out by that that you just got the number completely right. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it was um when you first came on, the first thing I did was just you know went to your episode list. Oh yeah. And then I started scrolling and scrolling. I was like, what the fuck? And I just went to the end. And I was like, Jesus Christ. But one of the <laughs> things that we share in common uh, are lost episodes. Yes. Do you have? You have a couple. I have like three. I have tons. I have like, oh, yeah, yeah. I have like three. Three that, I don't know, one day when I quit, I might just upload all of them. But like one of oh, them. Oh, you actually have them. I don't, I, oh, I don't no, I, have I, them. I have them somewhere. Okay. They're, they're, I think they're just on the laptop somewhere. But yeah, I have a couple where um, one, I think we told you, me and Carissa, Brian and Brian's girlfriend, we had a guest, and the guest canceled last minute. So Brian's like, I'll just call Lexi. We'll all just do an episode together. And we all got super drunk, super high. And the next day, Brian, like, I think it was the earliest Brian ever woke up. He texted me. He's like, dude, we can't post that. What was like? What type <laughs> of things were in it that no way? His uh, girlfriend said some, just said some stuff. <laughs> but so did Valerie Mayen. You know what I mean? Like, what did what did Brian's girlfriend say that was... Because I, I still I am laughing remember, about I Valerie. I vaguely remember some of what she said. Because it wasn't like it certainly was she shit talking other people. Yes. <laughs> so did Valerie. That was awesome. Yeah, but to be fair, I prefaced Valerie before she came over. I was just like, just an FYI, I do want to talk about this. Plus, the Valerie thing, there was so much. It was documentation. Out there. there was so much out there. Like it, it, it wasn't speculation. Like there was actually screenshots posted on right. multiple sites about it. So that's it. As opposed to, when is this airing? I don't know. Okay. As opposed to something <laughs> that weeks, I have maybe? coming out next week that is going to get me in so much trouble, you have no idea. Honestly, you're, because you're getting super obviously heavy and everything that you guys have been like posting and covering on the Buckeye Flame. So now I'm just like, what is it? <laughs> uh, it's not for the Buckeye Flame. It's my first cover article for Scene. Hey, nice. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> it's, is, it a, is it about me? Uh, it's about Carissa, which is uncomfortable. Now I feel bad because she really was pregnant. Um, <laughs> so that that was... I, it's coming out next week. It is coming out next Wednesday, the day before Pride Month starts. And it's pretty hardcore. Just topical or is there is there specific people? Like what Valerie did. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm so fucking excited. Yeah. This. How'd you hook up with, I know you've known some people at Scene for a while, but. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, they've been, a Scene have been, I always say I don't really know what the traffic is of the Buckeye Flame uh, because Scene has been such an amazing partner in republishing our stuff. And yeah. they have a hundred times the reach that we do. A hundred is probably conservative. And so, and I don't ask them for metrics. Like, so right now the goal for the Buckeye Flame is to be up 5% over where we were over the same time period in 2022. So January 1st to wherever we are right now, right? And I think you were, actually, you were a little bit higher, at least. Um, right now we're at 92% uh, yeah. over. Oh, that's right. You were yeah, significantly it's, higher. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, but all of that is kind of bullshit because we don't know what our actual metrics are because scene regularly republishes our stuff. Cincinnati City Beat, which is the scene of Cincinnati, regularly republishes our stuff, them more than anyone. Columbus Underground, which is the scene of Columbus, like it's regularly on these other sites and we don't get metrics for those. So we have no idea how many people are really seeing what it is we're doing. But this piece, it will go on the Buckeye Flame, but it's also my first scene cover article. I'm so excited. Yeah. And I do want to know, about but I your don't want to know. It's kind of like what we were talking about like earlier in the week. I'm like, I'd rather just know. I think I don't, I don't even want you to tell me when you and I go later and have a drink. I want to wait until Wednesday when it comes out. Or maybe I'll have a sip of my drink and be yeah. like, yeah, I need you to tell me now. Okay. I need to be ready. <laughs> you need to know the headline because that's, okay. yeah, that part's funny. Oh, fuck. I'm really excited now. Yeah. I mean, I'm always excited. But now I'm really excited. I know. I kind of want to tell everyone the headline. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll talk a little bit about The Guiltless Live. Yes. Oh, and that's right. Happy you 200th want, episode. If you decide, you're like, you know what? I do want to tell everyone. We can end it that okay. way. Okay. All right. But um, I don't know. Obviously, I think a lot of people, you know, that that listen more because I did see some people that I knew at the show mm -hmm. and then a ton of people I didn't know, which is awesome, very awesome. Um, but we actually put on a rather successful, in my mind, live show. Um, I think yeah, that was annoying that you just said in my mind it was successful. Period. I know, but it's, it's, you know sometimes I don't I don't know you know I no, I, it was I still successful. will kind of pick it apart a little bit, but I, I don't know it, it, when we got done I was like fuck I. Yep. I really didn't think it was going to go as well as it did. It was a real and true variety show, which is what was pretty cool. Like yeah. There was something for everyone. And that's and I think that's why I say surprisingly, because in my mind, I'm like, it'll be like a cool variety show, comedy, podcast, mm -hmm. music. And I'm like, but that's a lot of stuff up in the air. How is that all going to just work? It all worked. And it actually did. Yep. So for anyone that wasn't there, um, the whole journey getting there was kind of a mess because... For anyone who doesn't know, so originally I was going to do this at a place that's name I already forgot the name of down the street. <laughs> um, and then people kind of reached out and were like, you don't want to do a live show there. Like, it's the sound's bad. It's just oh, I don't even back. remember that first iteration. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Th this was like back in like uh, like February, I think. Okay. No, maybe even, maybe even before that, like January. And uh, ended up just not happening because of a scheduling thing anyway, so it didn't matter. And then I wanted to do a live show, and I talked to the people at Funkin' Ship and... They were awesome. They were like, yeah, let's do it, man, for sure. Because, like, I've done live shows before. I've done, like, five uh, prior to this show. So I've done live shows. Maybe not necessarily all live podcasts, but I've done live shows. So oh, yeah. Okay. As far as getting people there and promoting, that's all they really care about. We were able to do that. 
Um, but then, let's see, when I was about 45 tickets sold, and still like three weeks before the show, Platform and Funkin' Ship closed. Bam. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. And I mean closed in terms of the doors were shut and none of the employees even knew. I texted my buddy Bart, who was at Funkin' Ship, and I was like, hey, man, what, what's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that. I'm seeing articles that you guys are closed. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I just lost my job. And I was like, oh, fuck. If I what's in that space now? I'm just thinking that I probably drive by there all the time and I don't even think I was about just it. there today. There's nothing there. I, I'm not wow. there. I was across the street at the uh, uh, a coffee shop. That's the name I'm already forgetting the name of. Um, oh, the Judith. I, I was around there. Oh. And uh, yeah, there's nothing there. I was actually looking directly across the street at that that like little open lot that they had, the second part of it, where it was like an open – it was a cool little area. I don't think anything's there. And I don't know – I'm surprised that stayed fallow because be they might still open it. Oh. Uh, they own it. They might still own oh, it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They might just be trying to still unload their assets. Who yeah. knows? But anyway, so they, they closed and then – you know, I, honestly, I think before I when I looked, I went back and looked at the timing of it. Before I even saw the article from seeing that platform had closed, um, Alex at Jukebox had already emailed me. So he emailed me. He saw the article and emailed me before I even knew mm. that Funkin' Ship had closed. And I just happened to open my email. I see a bunch of emails from people. I see a bunch of messages because everyone's like, hey, is the show still going on? Right. And I'm like, I don't know. I just found out too. And But Alex was already like, hey, I just saw what happened. You're welcome to do it here. And Alex is a Thanks, past Alex. guest, and it actually just ended up being perfect because then every single person that was involved in the show was a guest. All the the yeah. musical guest was a guest. Both the comics were guests. You were a guest, and then obviously the two people that we had on stage with us, Lauren, who was awesome, and Lindsay, who I truly adore, and I know you do too, I do. was also a guest. So it actually worked out well. And then, yeah, we actually had... 60, 65 people packed into a pretty small, not small, but I think it just looked small because there were so many people there. And, and it was uh, heated, which was nice. Oh, yeah. That was another thing. You, uh, <laughs> uh, the When I got there early, Alex puts his arm around me and goes, so, man, hey, everything's going to be fine. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Walk outside and I'm like, hey, man, why is it so cold? <laughs> See, I like, wasn't that cold because I think I was flirting with a waiter at that point. You were. You also <laughs> got there later. You weren't there when it was actually cold. <laughs> And I was like, uh, hey, man, it's super cold. And he's like, yeah, the heater just took a dump yeah. on us. I'm like, okay. Oh, well. that's right. I pulled up when Alex was out back, like, wheeling something, yeah. and it was hilarious. And he had already, like, uh, he'd already called the place and was like, hey, man, there's going to be 60, 70 people here. You so got to fix it. funny. And he, you know, and his, he was like, this is kind of the benefit of renting these things. Because yeah. when they break down, they have to come fix it immediately versus had I own it, which I still want to buy, I'd be on my own. So... Is anything that could have gone wrong kind of went wrong, and it still ended up and great. Alex great. and his staff are awesome. I love Jukebox. I always have. Yeah. I always will. It's a great structure out back. It just worked out really well because it was also – they had in the front part of the bar, they had a RuPaul's Drag Race watch party. Uh, and so it was a fun crowd there for me. I oh, felt yeah. like I was in the wrong room, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. And uh, we had family. We had friends. We had new people. We had interactions. We had you know, a lot of frank talk, which I think was great. You know, um, honestly, that was a, I got a lot of compliments after the show there. Honestly, a lot of compliments about you. People yeah, really, really liked you. We, I've tried to explain to you how uncomfortable that specific feedback makes me. Why? Because. People liked you. Great. I assume they still do. Probably not. I haven't <laughs> talked to your mom in a minute. Um, but uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a really fine line between, um, you know, being entertaining and 
and stealing some of the attention. No, I don't think so. I I, I know what you're saying. I don't think. And so I, I was really uncomfortable. I with, never took yeah. that away from that at all. I mean, the the reason that I had two comics, a co-host, and two guests, and a musical act is because I couldn't do all that myself. (laughs) I was hoping people were going to do, like, even before, I think I told you, I may have told you afterwards, but, like, I was fine until we, right before we were about to go on stage, Carissa came over, she's like, hey, good luck, are you nervous? And I'm like, I mean, not really. I'm kind of just approaching this the way I do most of the podcast. Wait, I, am I wearing what I wore that night? I'm just that's just occurring to me right now. I might I be. Can tell you right now. No, it's okay. It's okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> but you, uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, I don't think so. I don't feel nervous because I'm kind of going to do what yeah. I always do. And then she's like, Well, I mean, you're going to go up there and you know, kind of get things going. So what are you going to say? And then it dawned on me. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say. And I, then I was actually nervous. And I think then, you were fine until your oldest sister came in, and then. <laughs> I got nervous. Uh, (laughs) That's what happened. I didn't know. Right when it just dawned on me that I kind of have to talk for a little bit prior, then I was nervous and I was like, I don't I don't even know what I said the first thing I said but but people laughed and I was like cool I don't care. Yeah. I, I needed to get the first thing out of the way. I don't know what I said but everyone laughed and I was like cool, I feel fine now. And then that was you it. Know, it was also a, a reminder for me that I can't do comedy. Like the comedy that Brian and Bill were doing, I was like, oh, this is not for me. Like this is just not what I do and I would have bombed. That's tough. Uh, And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, you might or might not get a laugh and that determines what happens next and that's not the comedy that I do. Uh, and so I'm, I was I'm, really like watching them. I just haven't been, I haven't seen comics in a while in that kind of, especially like, a, you know, this isn't a couple hundred people, you know, like I'm doing the stuff at the Beachland Ballroom where if even 10% of the people are laughing, well, great, that's 40 people. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And so I'm fine. Uh, and for them, it was just like, oh man, this is hard work. That's and it was, I day. have such admiration for them. I, I, I'm in the same boat. I can't do that. I've Brian and I used to joke around that a lot. I've had people say, you should do comedy. And every time I'm like, nope. No. That's not the, it's not the same thing. I think I stole one of Bill's jokes about going up the slide. Because uh, <laughs> he made some sort of gay joke. And I'm like, well, that's mine now. <laughs> so <laughs> Actually, that yeah, that's public domain. I yeah. Think, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the gay sphere. Well, if it's a gay joke and I'm the only seemingly gay person here, it is – Literally, my joke down. Yeah, I only That's knew how one intellectual other property works. Gay, pe- gay person there. There, I'm sure there were what? others, but I knew there was one more. I didn't meet them or go home with them. Well, then I guess we'll just figure it out later. Okay, great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, overall, I again, I thought it was really good. Was I, I had a lot of fun, and uh, Brian and Bill were awesome. And then uh, Brian and Bill were awesome. So very, very awesome. I don't remember. Bill had toward the end had the front row kind of howling because he just yes. kind of started fucking with people. Yeah. And it was great. And I loved it. And I was like, cool. I'm really glad that there's people sitting that close because that's actually what got me through some stuff when I'm like, okay, all right, I need something here. So there was that poor bastard that was sitting front and to the right of me. And I just, that was my target all night. <laughs> well, and I'm really thankful that there was a woman from Chardon. Uh, and so that Marissa, worked out really. That's our friend Marissa. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was sitting in the back. That's her friend Marissa. That I got was awesome. I'm, it's, it's amazing that you actually haven't met her and her and her husband yet because that we hang. We're going to see them on Saturday. We hang out with them all the time. But th- that was her. That was that yelling was perfect. That. And then yeah. yeah, you had the guy that you used to watch porn with was right in front of you. Yeah, yeah, that was a great story. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I kind of forgot that. And then uh, he told it to a lot of people. You know that uh, one of those people was your mom. 
<laughs> Do you know all fucking night, all night, every time I'd say something, I was like, I would remind myself. I swear to God, every time I would say something horrible, my mom and I would lock eyes. That's funny. And she would be like, great job. Didn't fuck that up. See, I've never... I so one of my bits that I do for the burlesque shows is I call my mom live on stage. Do you really? Oh, all the time. And people, when I don't, people get upset. They're like, "Why are we calling your mom?" Yeah. And because my mom is the real comic, um, but I still am in somewhat of control there. I could not do what I do if my mom were in the audience. There's no way. Um, I think I may have even mentioned it too. My my family's pretty brutal with some shit. Uh, oh, we're yeah. all kind of all over the place in terms of like you know political leanings, thoughts, beliefs, but we just kind of just get together and just fuck off everything. And the, and, but I mean like our text chains, our Sunday, our holiday dinners, they get kind of brutal. Everyone has like one glass of wine or one beer, the gloves come off and we all just kind of start casually and playfully picking at each other. So I wasn't worried about too much, but yeah, again, it's just, it's still my mom. Well, yeah. And she's was a badass Cause she would, she have like a broken arm cause she dove yeah. off a roof or something. I didn't yeah. really get that story, but yeah, <laughs> she just fell. Oh, it's not the way I've told <laughs> she it. Fell, that's all right. Yours is probably better. Uh, but yeah, she actually still has some screws in her hand. Uh, she was over on Sunday and yeah, she still isn't fully healed, but yeah, she had a full on like cast on her hand. Yeah. And she's like, well, I don't care. That just means that these drinks are going to go to, oh, fuck. I, I don't, I'm not even sure I told you this part. She frantically texted me the next day. She's like, I think I skipped out on my bill. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I mom, that's that awesome. That, that, <laughs> I hope that is what happened. It is. And she did. So I messaged Alex. I'm like, hey, man, first of all, thank you guys you. are just, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Also, my mom skipped out on her bill last night. Please let me know so I can settle up. But your older sister, I had to remind myself that she was not mine. Oh, Aaron, um, yeah. Yeah, because she said something where I'm like, I'm sorry. And Aaron. then I'm like, wait a second. First of all, well, I don't even think you were talking to me. Yeah, uh, Aaron can put you on your heels pretty quick. Very quickly. And I don't even think you're Jewish. Like, it was just, I don't remember what she said, but I was like, yeah. okay. This is being the youngest of four. Oh, that's yeah, that's what it is. It's a thing. But then honestly, I think that was the the good things that I, some other stuff did come out of that is that uh, I've had other places already reach out and ask me to do shows there. Awesome. Um, Rosie's wants me to come and do. So I just did one at uh, at Southern Tier. Uh, just did one just there. Went there. I interviewed That's awesome. their marketing person. Oh, their, I saw that. Yeah, I did see that. Brewer. I just went there kind of off hours. We sat there and totally just drank beer in the morning. It was great. But then Rosie's and I've been. Why do a, I know what that is? Down the street or Rosie's? Rosie's. It's it's the the beer wine place. Oh, they have like events and stuff too. Oh yeah, I don't. It's know what right that down is. on Detroit. Okay. It's right down. It's like less than a mile away. Okay, but. It's a place I plug on here all the time and not for any other reason other than I just I really, really like that place. They're yeah. great. And uh, they have awesome events. They have wine tastings. They have beer tastings. They have a lot of the really cool stuff down there. And uh, I went in there the other day and uh, I don't know. They were just like, hey, you're Joe, right? And like, they're like, we really love your stuff. And then my buddy who sometimes bartends, there's like, hey, I was talking to the owner. He'd love for you to come do a show here. Like just set up in the middle of the day and just fuck around. You can have people just sit down like, you know, different customers and sit down for a couple yeah. of minutes. I'm like, I'll totally do that. Why are you buying that? Yeah. That's, yeah. will be a segment. Yeah. That, <laughs> I, that's awesome. I would love to do that. I'm like, yes, tell them a hundred percent. I will do that. As soon as I get what do my you think schedule. This with a, I used to do that. I used to, Oh my God. I, I want to do it everywhere now. Um, I used to do ask, so I would have the guests pick um, three songs that they wanted to play. 
This was before I understood that I violated copyright laws. Uh, and at the end of each interview, they had to psychoanalyze themselves based on their song selections. What do your song selections say about you? And so it would be so fun to ask people what their alcohol purchase says about them. Oh, yeah. It really was. <laughs> Twisted tea, really. Yeah. What do you think that? All right. So yeah. you're still figuring shit out. Yeah. Someone's like, tequila. I'm like, you had a bad life. Yeah. And it's just getting worse and you've given up. You have too much salt in the house. I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. That's like, what's you happening? You overbought salt at Costco and yeah. you're trying to get rid of it. Sodium. Yeah. yeah. So I have... Uh, oh, that's so great. Yeah. I am like not picturing it in my head, and yet I'm also picturing like the logo for this place. I'm sure you've... You're just driving by it. You see it. Yeah. It's right on the corner, like uh, very like right by like where the vegan donut company is, and it's on, it's right by... Like you pass Deegan's that... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. The next block over, it's right on the corner. It's got like a little patio uh, where people can just sit. It's got a bar That inside. is why I can picture it. It's a cool Because the route is just a few doors down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It okay. is. Yeah, it's right in between Deegan's and the Root. That's what it is. I love it. But that, Sorry, I just went to the Root yesterday, and I had a tempeh Reuben, and it was the highlight of my week. And this. This is my highlight I think they have the, I, I just I love their food. I think yeah. they're the best breakfast sandwich in the city. I, it's it's, it's my favorite. Good. There you go. Yeah, and then Southern oh. Tier. Afterward, they were like, uh, same. Like, I, I want – that's actually the one I want to do. I want to go to Southern Tier downtown. Their downstairs tap room can easily house – I think 80 to 100 people pretty easily. And that's where I want to do another. I want to do the next live show down there, like a summer oh, live that's show. That's so fun. We can do the exact same thing. We can bring in, I and I have I already have some guests, not even musical guests at least. I know who I want to bring. And if I can, I'd like to bring like two musical guests. Song in the middle of something. Hey guys, here's a song real quick. Back to us. New guest. Closer than another song. Maybe we can do some similar to the exact same thing. And you want places that are used to doing this. Like that's the thing. It's an event room. Like their tap Perfect. room's an event room. Yeah. Because like Happy Dog does recordings all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I've thought about Happy Dog. The only thing about Happy Dog is there, and if, unless they would let me just have the entire room, or have us have the entire room. Like the downstairs one is kind of small. Which we would still, I could still happily do one down it's there. Not as small as you think. It does look small when I went down there. Because yeah. I've been there before to, to, to see I mean, about doing It's like doing 65 one. people. All right. Well, let's look at that because I love yeah. Happy Dog. That's where Keep Talking, the storytelling show, started. Um, it really was one of my first introductions to Cleveland was at The Underdog. Oh, really? Uh, and then I recorded at The Underdog. I recorded part of my um, audiobook. Oh. Yeah. Read part of it right now. I have to tell you <laughs> that <laughs> I, uh, I think the book book is good. I think the audio book is amazing. I love my audiobook. Uh, they the this woman Megan Kuhar, uh, shout out Megan did an amazing job recording it, and it's I just think it's really really well done. And there's theme music, and I enjoy that as well. Really? Yeah. So it's wow. Now I want to listen to your audiobook. Do you not have it? No. Oh, I'll send it to you. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People just you can just email me. I'll send it to you. I don't really care anymore. Fuck yeah. Because I because I don't get money for it when oh. people buy it. Why not? If it's if it's too painful, we don't have to get into it. No, I, my publisher just um, doesn't talk to me anymore. Okay. He thought it was going to be so. It was, and he's a Cleveland publisher, and you should have him on the show. And he does these really it's stuff that you would love. Like he does all art books now. He just did the Weird Al Yankovic book. Uh, he does he does really major major books. Um, and this was his first kind of literary book and it was his first national release and it just didn't sell the way he wanted it to. What? Oh, yeah, I'm, I, 
Like yeah. now, every time he releases a book, it's an Entertainment Weekly. But my book didn't. And if you go to... Um, we should re-release it. We should re-release it. When you go to the publisher's website, like his publisher, my book isn't even listed. And uh, I'm kind of like, oh, that's not a great feeling. He said it's off brand. We should re-release it next Thursday after your article drops. That Boom. article. Promo. Promo. Mm. I, so I am going to be blackballed from a major venue after that article. Fuck, I'm so excited. <laughs> well, I'm not excited for you to be blackballed, but now yeah. I'm just dying. And yeah. Again, I'll leave it to you if you want to even say that. It's, it's up to you. Uh, <laughs> the name of the article is Studio Mess 117. The actual venue's name is Studio West 117. Oh. Do you even, uh, do you even know what it is? I, well, I know the name. Yeah. But obviously, I don't know anything else about it. Yeah. It's the $100 million... Um, LGBTQ complex on Detroit and oh by one seventeenth. Uh, um, oh wait, no. Then I'm thinking of something different. It's of course you know what it is. It's um, the fantasy. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. I'm fantasy really the symposium. Yeah 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 yeah. I know. Hundred million dollars. Goodness. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. We interviewed over twenty five people. I'm gonna do uh, a Google alert for you. Oh. Not that I have to. My mom I has usually one. just check uh, your stuff every day. <laughs> yeah, it's this one is going to – it's really my first time being critical of other LGBTQ people in this way, which has always been kind of a struggle for me in, in this journalism part. I remember the um, president of the Cincinnati City Council, uh, a black lesbian, um, went to jail uh, for some sort of malfeasance, financial malfeasance. And I couldn't figure out if it was a gay story or not. And the question is – is a story about gay people behaving badly a gay story? And we decided it wasn't, you know? This is a gay story. This is specifically a $100 million LGBTQ complex Okay, that is definitely doing some stuff. And no, I would not think that the other one is a gay story. That's a political story. And apparently you don't have to be white, gay, straight, done. Anyone in that realm seems to... Right have trouble not I mean, except that she is the most powerful black lesbian in the state she was the most powerful black lesbian in the state of ohio so there was that um yeah. but this one yeah this story has got uh it's been a lot of um drama culminating in um an email with someone affiliated with studio 117 saying if we buy advertising will you squash the story oh so two things um no and also, that now Wait, goes in the they, story. They buy advertising for you for Buckeye Flame for scene. Oh, for scene. Okay. Will they oh, squash damn. the story? So they were throwing a chunk of money out there. And well, we don't know what it was, but number one, no, that's not how this works. And number two, that now goes in the story. You idiots! Especially if you emailed. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> they emailed, and so we <laughs> asked. Dummies. We asked. I asked some of my contacts. Who is this person? Because we went back to the two developers, and one of the developers is the son of Armin Budish, who was the Cuyahoga County executive and the yeah. Ohio Speaker of the House. And the other one is this philanthropist woman. Uh, and uh, so we went back to these two developers and said, Who's, who is this that just asked this? Oh, uh, he, just a friend of the project. And so then I went to some of my contacts and said, who is this? And they said, it's the boyfriend of one of the developers. And so then I had to go back to her and say, hey, we heard this is your boyfriend. Do you want to clarify? Uh, and she responded, he's a friend of the project. Mm, do, you, 
do you want to, no, you don't want to maybe, so that's how this experience has been. Okay. It's drama. I mean, I think when you have a $100 million complex and what they're doing is awe-inspiring. What they're doing, what they're trying to create is this LGBTQ destination. Uh, they really want people to, like LGBTQ people to say, you know what, I'm going to go to Cleveland because yeah, they yeah. have this. So that's cool. Yeah. That's and I've scary. taken tours and it is jaw-droppingly inspiring what they're trying to do there. Hard stop. Yeah. Now I'm like, fuck. What? Yeah. But there's obviously another another angle here. There is another angle. Uh, there's a lot of there's a big savior complex to it. Uh, there's there's just a big savior complex to it, and and there's a lot of how they expect to be treated given their personal investment in this, and that's just not working out very well. Okay, <sighs> savior for who? You're creating this for who? Who is this for? Um, yeah. Well, it's like that that old question that people like: Is there really such thing as like a selfless act? Yeah. Are you? Really doing this because you want to help? Oh, because... well, this definitely is not that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is, or are you doing this it because is... you like the way you feel when someone tells you you did a selfless act? Here, I can um, I can say, I'll do this one sentence because you have to write what's called a, he- uh, now I don't remember what it's called, uh, a graph, uh, which is like kind of a summary statement that gets um, yeah, attention. Yeah, there's the title and then there's the summary and then the story. Right. So this, but in the intro, you need something that like really describes it. So I just wrote this this morning. This article has been the bane of my existence for months. The narrative thread that connected these interviews, because I just, there was a previous sentence that said we've done over 25 interviews. So the narrative thread that connected these interviews was a portrait of a project awe-inspiring in its scope, yet run by two rich white developers disconnected from the actual needs of a diverse LGBTQ plus community and unwilling to listen to the people whose needs they were purportedly fulfilling. Uh, And you got 25 different people saying what sounds to be the exact same thing. So it's a uh, hard yeah. to be. Well, also if scenes getting behind it too. I, I'm not that I ever ever doubt the credibility of it, but if you have 25 people on record, different people oh, yeah. on record, yeah, kind of hard to pissed. combat that. And people are pissed at us, and certainly the developers are not happy. There's this sentence too. Uh, this is such like a nice little intro. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be doing this. I don't care. As word spread that this story was in the works, more Clevelanders began reaching out, wanting to share their thoughts. Mm. Some lamented that we were writing a hit piece. We weren't. Others celebrated that we were taking down Studio West 117. We're not. Yeah, it's not a hit piece of people. A hit piece is mean you're 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 seeking the way I viewed it. A hit piece is when you're seeking problems or you're you're trying to find dirt. There are people. Not if someone's reaching out yeah. to you. That's oh different. no, people were reaching out left, right. People, yeah. but they uh, there are people who do want to take them down. Just oh, I'm sure. But I mean, in terms of it can't be a hit piece that you're doing if. You're not actively trying to if, – if someone's reaching out to you and giving you information that's accurate that they're quoting will go on record for, that's not a hit piece. You're, yeah. you're giving you're giving someone's story. Here, you'll like this one. Last sentence I'll read for everybody because okay. this is a funny one. Uh, so in the intro, we wrote about how they went into damage control mode before the piece was even done. It was just so bizarre. Like they were doing damage control. And we're like, do you they maybe want to – They heard it was in – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The flurry of communication also included an email to Scene's publisher from someone who identified themselves as part of the project. It read, in part, Is there anything through sponsorship we can work with you on to have this article not get released? Figgy said the sender was a former contractor. Some employees, however, said the sender is Figgy's boyfriend and still has a relationship with the project. Figgy did not respond to a question about whether they have a relationship. (laughs) Well, also, it's like... Oh, my God. 
This is my life. If I'm that guy, <laughs> if I'm that person trying to squash the story, the way I would word it is not the way that was worded. I'd be like, hey, we really think this is going to hurt something good that we're trying to do. Yeah. We'd like to, but instead it's like, hey, man, how can we squash this? You want money? So they, <laughs> so I actually co-wrote this story with a scene writer, okay. uh, and she's awesome, and she's um, somewhat – uh, new Lindsay just wrote me what? Uh, so so yeah, I co-wrote this with the scene writer who's awesome, and they young woman, um, as far as we go, you know, like not in her forties. Uh, and so in that guy's email, and this isn't in the story he, that he wrote, you know, this is and this was to the publisher saying a writer who's looking to get her big break is trying to like it was so condescending. She's making it seem like this is her first story. And this whole email was just like, oh, man, I can't believe you put this in print, you idiot. <laughs> and it was just, yeah. So anyway, Studio Mess 117 coming out next Wednesday. Happy Pride, everyone. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, just in time for Pride. So Lindsay just texted, uh, Frank is here. Should I let him know? <laughs> We got to go. Okay. Yeah, let's go. So anyway, <laughs> thanks everyone that came to the live show. It was awesome. It was so awesome. thanks to Frank. Awesome. I don't know if you heard or, or heard anything about the show. I think you did because you started following the Gillis podcast. But uh, Is that true? I think he did. Oh, that's awesome. He started uh, paying attention and uh, you were a big part of the show, a big part of the success of the show. Very so much Frank, so. maybe next time you'll be one of the guests. So uh, that's it. Ken, I'm super glad you came. I'm super glad to go have a nice celebratory drink. Let's go have a drink. This episode. And I'm really excited for next Wednesday. That's going to be a thing. Awesome. You and, need a tag. Uh, Do you have a tagline? Like, uh, you mean? For the show? You need a tagline. Okay. We're going to work on that. All right. We could do it as um, I did uh, the This Show is So Gay tagline as a contest. Yes. And someone won. Yes. Why be gay when you can be so gay? That actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> go big or go home. Go big or go home. Yeah. All right. There you go. Great tagline. That's it. <laughs> Goodbye. <Thanks. laughs>